0: My name is Daniel. I am one of the pastors over at Redeemer Fellowship in Point Pleasant. For many of you, it is fantastic to see your faces. It's been too long. Yeah. Um, And it's great to bring our ragtag group of people over from Point Pleasant all the way to Tom's River tonight. There we go. Woo! (laughs) Yeah. We have... What's happening? You know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miss you, Rich. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, in the first Advent, we just heard and saw many of the blessings that we have received in Christ Jesus in this present age after the first Advent. We know, though that that was not the last and final coming of Christ. His work in his incarnation and death and resurrection was complete, so he could yell, it is finished. Salvation has been accomplished by the breaking of his flesh. Yet this Christmas Eve, as we look back at the first advent, we rejoice in his coming. We know still we can look around in this world and still know that things are not quite Made whole quite yet. The world is still broken, right? Sin still reigns. We see death. We see wars. We see destruction. We see many, many of us this Christmas season will have an empty chair at our dining room table for Christmas dinner to our own sorrow in your own life maybe even today you are carrying pain that Jesus has been able to help you find contentment with yet you still wish the burden would go away forever this world it is perishable our lives are perishable thank God that he sent his son to save us and so that upon death we may find life anew in heaven yet we look down to this earth and we see the mortality of all things and we still Cry, O Lord Jesus, come, come. In the book of Revelation, through the Apostle John, we have a glimpse behind the curtain, if you will. At the very end of his beautiful and crazy apocalyptic vision, John sees the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem. Heaven itself coming down to meet earth. And that day, heaven and earth will become one. Upon the return of Christ, John, in some of the most beautiful words in the New Testament, he says this. And just, guys, as I read this, pause and listen to these beautiful words of the second advent of our Lord and the work that is to be accomplished in that day. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them. They will be I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Guys, he is making all things new. His first advent began the process of the renewal of all things, and he will complete his work upon his return. He is making all things new. I want to hear you guys join me. He is making all things new. All things will be renewed. No more pain. No more suffering. No more death or war or conflict or disease. His first coming only gave us a shadow, a foretaste of that that is to come. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb. He will be our everlasting light. He will be our glory. All of our days of mourning will be ended We shall be righteous. We shall forever possess the land. In that day, Jesus Christ will deliver the keys of the kingdom to his Father. And all things will be made new in eternal bliss. And in his presence, we will find the fullness of joy and the fullness of love. And that day, in the book of Zephaniah, it says this. That he will sing over you. He will rejoice over you with loud Singing. If you ever think you have experienced love in this life, you will soon discover that all, all of it pales in comparison to the love that will be sung over you in that day. So tomorrow, right in this Advent season, our waiting, as if you will, is over. Advent officially finds its conclusion. In some traditions in Christianity, they have the nativities out in front of their church or in their sanctuary. And up until Christmas morning, the manger is empty. But tomorrow morning, all those nativities will be full. The baby has been born. Jesus will be in the manger. It will be a time of rejoicing, of feasting, of rest from our labor. But as we rest, we still long for Jesus to come. And to bring that final rest to this earth. As we close, as we are here today, still in our mortal bodies, still in a world full of hardship and suffering, I want to share with you a brief story. A brief story of two men named Joseph Moore and Franz Gruber. Moore was a pastor of a tiny little parish church in a snowy mountain town of Salzburg, Austria. His small city had been ravished economically. Labor was extremely difficult to find. Food was scarce. Most were in poverty. It was hard times for this little mountain community. Now Moore, who was pastoring the church in this small little town, he had written a poem reflecting on the night of the birth of Christ. And he desired that year, on Christmas Eve, to write a new song for his hurting and weary congregation. calling on his friend Franz Gruber, a local musician and composer in the area, they composed a melody together with a poem that he wrote, to sing on guitar on guitar that Christmas Eve, after discovering that their organ was not in operation. So, on Christmas Eve night, 1818, 200 years ago, this very night, they stood before Moore's weary congregation, and they sung the simple song that we all know, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. No one knows how that little congregation felt as they heard that song for the first time that Christmas Eve, but slowly... Over time, that song continued to be passed around and around and around. The simple lyrics with the enchanting simple tune, bringing more and more into worship and into the love that was born to us that Christmas night. Within decades, the song had reached all of Europe, it reached America. It had been tossed around so many times that nobody knew who wrote the tune, but it did not matter. Its work was circulating beyond control. And it was wonderful. So sometimes such songs accomplish more than you would ever anticipate as this song played a very special and unique role on a different Christmas Eve, 96 years later. It was World War I, 1914. Trench warfare had caused stagnation in the war. On the battlefields, German troops and English troops were in their positions still at battle but stuck. In their trenches, and on that cold Christmas Eve night, in the trenches on 1914, an English soldier overheard a German soldier far in their trenches singing Silent Night. He recognized the tune, and then he himself began singing the words. Suddenly, one by one, on both sides, more voices joined in the chorus of Silent Night." Holy night, all is calm, all is bright. In the next events, we don't know quite how it happened, but somebody, one brave soldier, decided to get out of his trench and to walk in the middle of the war, like in the middle of it all, with hands raised, don't shoot. The Germans followed, and war ceased. They shook hands. Diary accounts of soldiers on that day wrote down in their diary that they played soccer, together. A German soldier who was a barber before the war was cutting an English soldier's hair. They had a pig roast. 100,000 soldiers are thought to have participated in a impromptu ceasefire that lasted for days beyond Christmas. The angels declared to the shepherds upon the birth of Christ, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those whom he is pleased. Isaiah, looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth on the second advent of Christ, once famously wrote, he shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift sword against nation and neither shall they learn war anymore. God is love. On that day enemies they found love for each other spurred because of that simple song sung about a simple child who was born in a very ordinary manner on that quiet night. That story is so precious to me because it shows the reality that Christ's work that he accomplished in this first advent in the incarnation and the love he gave to the world and all the love that we look forward to the second advent. Today, guys, the church is to be a glimpse of that love given to us today, reflecting that day that will come when war will cease from this earth, when he returns and all sin is wiped away and death is forever gone. And that day and those two enemies, that was a glimpse, guys. How beautiful. I sincerely doubt Joseph Moore and Gruber ever dreamed that song would cause such a beautiful thing to occur in one of the worst wars ever in human history. Yet Jesus Christ, whom the simple tune is about, he has a mission. He is bringing peace to this earth. Indeed, he is making all things new. Today, this song has been translated into more than 300 languages, and right now, on the 200th year anniversary of the first performance in that quiet, snowy mountain town of Salzburg, Austria, we are going to sing Silent Night. This is Josh and Joni Berry. They are the worship leaders over at the Point Pleasant Church plant. They will lead us into this song, and right now, i want to call our ushers forward. Um, we are going to light our candles you are going to start from the outside, and as uh, your candle is lit, light your neighbor's candles. As they come forward, we would ask, "Please stand to your feet. Please be aware of your surroundings with a flame. Hair, right? Don't bend too forward with a candle. And let me pray." As you guys are lighting candles, let me just pray over this time. Jesus, we love you. Thank you for your first coming. We look forward to your second advent when you will make all things new. And we will know that we are fully loved. We will experience that love. May you be present in our worship at the conclusion of this service.